Hello, friends. It's not often I record two messages in one day, but I've had uh, uh, a number of people who've asked me about uh, how I would deal with our current storm, the coronavirus. And I'm going to use uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41, to see if I can offer at least a few general things without getting into, you know, all of the the media all of the kind of other things that are dealing with it, but just, you know, how does a Christ follower uh, deal with storms? Now, if you're familiar with Mark 4, 35 to 41, it goes as follows. On that day when evening came, he, that's Jesus, said to them, that's his disciples, let's go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. Isn't that interesting? Mark actually adds that, sleeping on a cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They, that's the disciples, became very much afraid and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Well, this story talks about Jesus following a full day of teaching activity. He and his disciples got into a boat. They're going to sail across the Sea of Galilee. And a windstorm arose, you know, just splashing all kinds of water. It must have been a terrible storm. Jesus, however, was sleeping. But he was awakened by his disciples who were fearing for their lives. But rather respond to the disciples, Jesus responds to the wind. He rebuked it. Quiet. Cut it out. And calmed the seas. It was then that he reproached his disciples for their fear and their lack of faith. And filled with great fear, his disciples expressed their awe of Jesus to one another. You know, the account of Jesus coming the storm is pretty well known. It's pretty popular in many children's Sunday school classes. And a lot of sermons, a lot of lessons have been based on this amazing miracle of Jesus. Now, in my time with you going through this, I just want to touch on a few lessons I think we can be that can be learned from this event and really all of the other storms that kind of hit us from time to time, including the current pandemic, the coronavirus. And we're going to need to begin with this simple fact that we are not exempt from storms. We're going to face them because we're human beings. We live in a fallen world. And being Jesus' disciples didn't protect them from storms. And we live in a world where there are many storms, literal and figurative. I mean, Christ followers experience tornadoes like they had down in um, uh, in Tennessee this last week, the hurricanes, uh, just like everyone else. I mean, Christians likewise face storms like sickness, accidents, disappointments, death, and yes, pandemics. I mean, Paul certainly experienced the perils of storms and shipwrecks. Go back and read Second Corinthians 11, verses 25 and 26. I mean, what a miserable life Paul had in terms of storms and shipwrecks. So truly, Jesus does not promise exemption from the normal storms of life. Now, we face storms because we are Christ followers as well. 
I mean, Jesus warned us in John 16, 33, that we're going to experience problems as his disciples. I mean, Paul did, and he actually warned his fellow disciples. In 2 Corinthians 11, 24 to 25, Acts 14, 22, 2 Timothy 3, 12, he said, if you're going to follow Jesus, you're going to have some problems. And Peter actually wrote that we shouldn't be surprised. Read 1 Peter 4, 12. See, Jesus does not promise exemption from the storms of even religious persecution. So if we find ourselves in the midst of storms, whether they're literal or figurative, whether it's because we're just simply human beings living in a fallen world or because we are Christians, do not think that this is strange. Instead, take heart knowing that Jesus helps us deal with these storms. Well, he does it, first of all, through faith. See, sometimes during storms, and it's so evident if you follow Facebook feeds or watch the media, uh, whatever, that we're often afraid. I mean, the disciples said, we're perishing. And indeed, there are many people that are dying today because of this infection. But Jesus teaches us that fear is indicative of a lack of faith. So to overcome fear in difficult times, we really need to grow in faith. And it's faith that God will protect us if it be his will. Take a look at Psalm 46, verses 1 to 3, and see if that is not true. Also in, in Psalm 46, we're going to see that faith is that God will deliver us to his heavenly city, even if we should die in a storm. See, Jesus reveals the role of faith in the midst of the trials of life. He also helps us deal with storms through his word. I mean, Jesus' words prepare us to withstand the storms of life. Read Matthew seven twenty four to 27. Through his word, he teaches us how to pray in order to be heard by God. Read Matthew 6, 5 to 8. He tells us to lay up treasures in heaven instead of earth. Kind of makes me think of all the people who stored up toilet paper and every other which thing, you know, just clearing the shelves of all kinds of things. And while those things are certainly necessary to some degree, treasures in heaven are much more important. He also teaches us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he adds in, Mark, in Matthew six thirty one to 34, and all these other things will be added to you. See, Jesus shares the secrets to standing strong against these storms of life. He also teaches us through prayer. I mean, Jesus is the key to receiving mercy and grace to help in time of need. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16, and then again in chapter 7, verse 25, talk about this. In anxious times, God offers peace to guard our hearts and minds through prayer. Go back and read Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. As friends, Jesus stands ready to calm our hearts and minds when we face all kinds of storms. He also teaches us through his sacrifice. I mean, the greatest storm of all that all of us will face will be the day of judgment. It's a day in which we will stand before the judgment seat of Jesus. But Jesus shed his blood to spare us on that day. Read Romans 5, 6, and 10. Wonderful passage. See, by obeying the good news, the gospel, we can have our names added to the Lamb's book of life and escape condemnation for our sins. See, Jesus stands ready to save us and to protect us from the perfect storm to come. You know, as I look at this, I realize that everyone 
is going to face one or more storms in his or her life. And that's whether it's literally or metaphorically. People are going to face storms in their life, whether they're atheists, agnostics, or believers. The question is, how should we react when the time comes? Should we cry out like the disciples who are weak in faith? You know, we're perishing. Or do we weather the storms with confident faith and a calm response? And how shall we stand on the fi- when the final storm comes, that perfect storm, the day of judgment? Are we going to hear Jesus say, Come, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world? Or would we say, hear him say, Depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels? You know, friends, when Jesus rebuked the wind and spoke to the sea, Peace be still, the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. The disciples, with fear and amazement, said, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Well, the wind and the sea obeyed Jesus. And shall we not also obey him, who now has all authority in heaven and on earth? I want to end by suggesting that you join me in something that a friend of mine challenged me to do. And that is to read Psalm 91 for the next 91 days. Read it and see whether it will calm your anxious hearts and your anxious spirits as you experience Jesus calming the storms. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion.